Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis and rankings on the entire internet. Go check them out right now. HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Catron, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Grade Brad Stevens' first offseason as general manager of the Boston Celtics, Michael, go. Mm, I'll give him, um, I'm going to give him a B minus overall, and I'm going to give him an A plus for, uh, for getting uh, Danny Ainge the big fucking boot. <laughs> Did not expect you to go there with that. Yeah. Danny Ainge, one of the most overrated GMs of all time. He made one, swindle of uh the, the that russian guy who owned the brooklyn nets for a hot minute and everybody's like oh what a what a genius and then he had a bunch of uh, draft picks of which he did basically nothing with except for draft like top three overall players which were pretty hard to miss um the rest of those uh draft picks go look at his draft picks they're like some of the worst all his like anything after the top three absolute garbage draft picks so um, this is a, a funny aside but a lot of people like to crap on the Mavericks and especially Donnie Nelson who's no longer the Mavericks GM for like being terrible drafters and if you look at Danny Ainge and Donnie Nelson like they both did very similar things like when they actually got a pick at or near the top they did well sure it was Take a flip a coin my guy right it was when they had a pick in the 20s that they didn't do that well and does that make you a bad drafter like a pick I, in the 20s is hard yeah. to nail no, I think it, I mean, sure, there's luck involved. Um, but I also think there is scouting, analytics, um, putting effort into understanding what makes a good role player. Uh, if you're always shooting for the, like, you know what? If you're always shooting for a Giannis or a, a Jimmy Butler, you're quite frankly, you're not going to find Jimmy Butler unless you're looking for a guy who fits in as a role player, because the only reason Jimmy Butler became um, w- one of the best uh, late round draft picks of all time, uh, finals MVP a few years ago against LeBron, he was because he was an insane lunatic who worked so damn hard. He was going to be a great role player, if not a starter. He ends up being a, an absolute all star uh, and a fantastic uh, NBA player all around. Well, and it, it just dra- the whole drafting debate and is this person a good drafter or a bad drafter is always very interesting to me because, like, I think the picks matter more. What picks you have matters more to me in that debate than it does a lot of people. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I also want to mention that on May 3rd, 2010, Danny Ainge was fined $25,000 for tossing a towel to distract J.J. Hickson from shooting a free throw during game two of the Eastern Conference semifinals, an absolute scumbag of a move. Dude, J.J. Hickson, not a name I expected to get brought up on this podcast. No, it's J.J. Hickson on the uh, the Boston Celtics. They could probably actually use J.J. Hickson right now. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know what J.J. Hickson's been up to the last couple of years, so I, I cannot confirm or deny those rumors. Yeah, I have no idea what he's been up to either. Uh, but the Boston Celtics did a lot of uh, reworking. I, like I said, B minus. Uh, shout out 
Brad Stevens, um, I, I think Brad Stevens is a pretty smart guy. They got rid of Kimba. They got rid of Evan Fournier. Do not Google his name. Uh, obviously, we talked about Simi Ogilvy in a previous episode. And uh, your boy traded, Tristan Thompson traded out to Sacramento uh, with a bunch of new um, characters on this team. I like, actually like the Enos Cantor signing. Uh, Chris Dunn making a former bull, making an appearance here. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is going to be playing and possibly playing quite a few minutes on this team. Uh, Tyler, your other boy, Josh Richardson on this team. I, I think you're a little excited about that. And Al Horford uh, is back, back in action on the, uh, on the Boston Celtics. An interesting roster mix up here, but we still have our, our main two young hot young studs, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown leading the team. Marcus Smart still hanging out. Where, where do you want to start? You want to start at the top? You want to start at the bottom? My question is, what is, what is this team starting five? That's a great question. And uh, maybe, maybe the better question is this, because I think this should be the new question, not starting five. Which five players play the most minutes on this team? That's my question. Ooh, that's really my that's question. That's a better question. Um, man, I have no idea because obviously Jason Tatum's going to play probably the most minutes. He's incredible. He's a fantastic player. Uh, Jalen Brown is going to play, I think a lot of minutes. I think Al Horford makes the top five out of necessity. And I'm not sure Al Horford plays more than 30 minutes a game. Well, Al Horford last year played 27.9 and two years ago for Boston, he played 29. Now they have a new coach. And yep. we have no idea what this new coach is going to do. Is he a Thibodeau who plays people, you know, every starter 35 minutes? Is he a, you know, a guy who likes to mix the minutes around? We don't know that, but I think playing Al Horford any more than 30 minutes is dangerous at this point in his career. I mean, he's 35 years old, just turned 35 in June. Like guys that old playing that many minutes often get hurt if they play a lot more than 30. So I would assume it's, kind of a 30 minute cap for Horford and there might be the occasional night where he goes you know 32 but there's also going to be some nights where he's at 25 or 27 yeah I think more so on the on the lower end he's pretty old dude and both Rob Will and Ines Cantor are more than capable of, of, of carrying minutes on this team um so I think there's going to be a nice little split there and we all we all know that both Rob Will and Ines Cantor can be fantasy relevant in limited minutes. So I think that that's a really interesting um, position. It's not really a battle because I think Al Horford's got, you know, obviously going to start, but like it's going to be an interesting rotation to continue to watch and to pay attention to the regular season in case someone falls in and out of favor. Um, Rob Williams being a very fantasy friendly name. Everybody likes uh, his, his stats and in, in limited minutes. And once again, the old argument, oh man, if you just if you just played thirty four minutes, you'd have like sixteen blocks, bro. It's please go be so. He's not gonna he's not gonna play thirty four minutes. Shut the fuck up. The other player on this team that I think is gonna you know start is and have be in the top five of minutes is gonna be Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, so that's where it gets interesting for for me for this team. Do they start Schroeder at the point guard? Do they start Marcus Smart? Is Schroeder kind of the sixth man like he was? in Oklahoma city when he was good. I think Schroeder's probably in the top five in minutes. I'm not sure that he starts. Yeah. I'm I not could sure. see them going like smart. I think he's, he's going to start. 
the question here too is like does how much does horford play the four if, if any and if not who does play the four like are they just gonna go with brown and tatum basically playing the four yeah i don't know because like their other options are like jabari parker and i mean you don't want God. rob williams or enos Cantor there so like I forget about fucking jabari parker um yeah, who's getting the rotation minutes here? Chris Dunn, Peyton Pritchard? Well, and, and they've got a lot of what I would consider like wing types, right? Like they got Richardson, they got Smart, they got Brown, they got Tatum. Like are they just, I'm assuming they're just going to plan to play play a lot of small ball and a lot, of, a lot of those guys a lot of minutes and you know, so a lot of positionless basketball I think is going to happen here. And so I think with Tatum and and Jalen Brown, I'm pretty I feel pretty confident in the fact that they're going to get plenty of minutes on this team i'm not, Tatum, I'm not. first round pick second round pick where are you going for Tatum? Ooh, 14th 14th overall last year in a cat um good and i mean elite in basically four categories hurt you a little bit in the field goal percentage just fine blocks not not bad not good not great half a block a game fine yeah i like him a lot uh i still think he is solidly in my second tier um uh, second round player Beginning of the second round, um, I think there's a lot of guys who uh, have made their way into that turn um, that you can start to consider there at that turn. If you did consider Tatum in the turn, okay, that's 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 fine. Uh, but I think you know, like your Jimmy Butler's, your Bradley Beal's, even your Trey Young getting that ten assists a game. Uh, I'm a, a little bit more interested in them, Paul George. Uh, Luka Doncic, um, I, I think he falls out of that turn conversation because I think there's just enough guys hanging around on the turn that I'd rather have than him. Uh, but a really nice, I think, uh, early second round player. Yeah, and he might even slip into the mid-second round in some leagues just because, like you mentioned, you mentioned a lot of names there. You know, they all start adding up after a while, and before you know it, he's like at, you know, you're at like 16 or 17 and Tatum's still on the board, and you're going like, you know what? I don't hate that. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Anywhere from like 10 to 17, I think that's probably where he belongs. And he's really good. And he offers a lot of really good stats. So He's fantastic. Um, he is 23 years old. He's a, he's a child. And he gets better every single year. He could, once again, take a nice little leap, move his way up into that, into that position. I don't, I don't hate I don't hate taking him on the turn. Just personally, I'm likely not going to. I'm with you there. Uh, plenty of minutes for him. I think he'll be fairly healthy, you know, games played wise. I'm not too worried about him. Um, I think the Brown, Jalen, where, where Jalen Brown is drafted is a tough question. Tyler, where are you looking to take Jalen Brown? Well, he was a nice little kind of value last year outside the top 50. I don't think he's going to be drafted outside the top 50 again, so we can probably forget about that. Um, yeah, almost 25, had a really nice year, improved pretty much. He's uh, in this clump of like third, fourth round players for me, I think. And yeah. it's getting, that's, that's another kind of getting to be fairly big clump of guys where you're just like, uh, okay, who do I want here? Do yeah. I want Jalen Brown or? Brandon, Brandon Ingram or Brandon Ingram. Yeah. So he's just kind of in that mix. And, you know, a lot of it, like I said, would depend on what your team looks like yeah. and all that. And Jalen because... Brown 
not great free throws last year. So, and, and not great free throws for his career. So that's kind of the one downfall of picking him as like a, a wing type is he's going to shoot. Well, he shot under 70% for his career. With that one, so. Yeah. That hurts a little bit, I think. Uh, but when you look at his, the rest of uh, everything else that he does, it's, it's, it's pretty nice. Uh, if you don't care about that, you're in a head-to-head league. Maybe you're, you're punting free throws or whatever. Uh, Jalen Brown in that in that clump, that third third round clump, let's call it. Um, I'd probably rather go with Chris Middleton's consistency, but I don't know. Jalen Brown's young enough. The role is right. The minutes are right. Um, he took a nice step forward last year easily could take a nice step forward again this year too. Um, both both Tatum and, and, and Brown, I think, have that potential to take the step forward. If you look at that clump and you go, ah, I don't really love Tobias Harris again. Uh, this is, you know, fancy basketball is supposed to be fun, right? Take Jalen Brown. Take Jalen Brown in the third round and feel good about it because he's probably a third round value. And you know what? He easily could have the best um, season out of everybody in that third round clump. I think it's yeah. possible. Yeah, and, and if you're a Celtics fan, don't don't feel bad about taking Jalen Brown in the third round. Jalen Brown's no. good, man. He's real yeah. good. Do if you're a Celtics fan, don't feel bad about taking Jalen Brown. Feel bad about being a Celtics fan. That's right. He went there. He did That's it. That's right. I don't. I have no love loss for you for the Boston people. Come at me, bro. Uh, at you can come at me at Tyler P Watts on Twitter. Um, next up, who are you drafting next on this uh, in this squad? Got, I think it's got who be do Al you Horford, think finished right? highest last year? That's what I was gonna say. Al Horford finished highest. Now, I would have thought two- maybe Marcus Smart, but that percentage is pretty bad. Well, and he and he only played 28 games, so if we're looking at totals, like Al Horford was definitely <laughs> Al Horford was way down there in the totals, um, with the weird thunder just kind of shutting him down. Yeah, Al Horford's still really good. I actually will probably own Al Horford on some teams this year because I think he's going to be kind of forgotten in drafts because he's old. Oh, my God, the old man. Um, Yeah, I think if you go look at ADPs, you're going to either see Marcus Smart next or you're going to see Robert Williams next. You're going to see Robert Williams next if you're looking at ADPs because everyone loves Robert Williams and his two blocks a game that can potentially get. Um, Yeah, I I would – I, I would guess it's either Horford or Smart that finishes next, especially in total value. Um, if Horford's going outside the top 100, are you picking him in every league? Yes, period. Yep. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. And he could get there. Almost a steal, almost a block, and two three-pointers a game. If he's, I think it's, if he's after 75, he'll, he'll be on my team. Oh, he's definitely going to be after 75. I think he might go out of the top 100 because Al Horford is 35 and – Nobody. You can't have a 35-year-old on your team, Mike. Come on, what are you doing? Everybody hates old guys, and he did it well last year in 28 minutes. Um, I understand, you know, we talked about this, both Robert Williams and Enos Cantor uh, might carve into those minutes a little bit, but I'm they need someone to come in and, and rotate into the four. Robert Williams can play the five again with Al Horford. Enos Cantor can play the five with Al Horford there at four. Um Robert Williams and his Cantor are both probably, or excuse me, yeah, both of those guys are probably more effective playing 20 to 22 minutes a game instead of 30 minutes a game and being exploited in whatever way they, they get exploited. Um, I'm not too worried about Al Horford's minutes. Even if he drops down to 27, he's super efficient. 
Um, and I don't know, like, do they run a little bit more offense through throughout Horford? Is it his, do those assists go up? That's a possibility. Well, and say what you want about Schroeder. I think he's a good player, but he's not a great like ball handler facilitator. Like he's he loves dribbling. So I mean, he's more of a scorer too. So like, would it be surprising to see him? you know, take more of a scoring role and, and Horford being asked to do some playmaking, it wouldn't surprise me at all. No, not at all. Smart coach would probably be into that. It's probably why Al Horford is back because the smart coach like Brad Stevens, who's no longer the coach, but now pulling the strings, probably brought him back for that particular reason. So I would I would definitely not hesitate taking Al Horford outside of the the top 70-75. I just I, I feel pretty confident that you I think you're gonna be able to get him later. Uh, are you going to own Robert Williams on a team this year? I don't know. Likely not, but I would, I would be interested in, so there's some leagues with players who just, you know, they, they, they want to zig when everybody's zagging and then everybody zigs and the proper thing to do is zag. If that makes any sense. So, Robert Williams, if you're in that type of league where everybody's like, I'm not drafting Robert Williams. That's a terrible idea. Suddenly he's hanging around 110, 120, 130. Well, then I think that's how I'll, I, that's how I'll end up with him. And I'm in a couple of those leagues when everybody's kind of trying to overthink it, right? Uh, but if you're not in one of those leagues, I, I, you know, I don't think you're going to get Robert Williams in a, in a casual league whatsoever. Yeah, plus, like, Robert Williams is good, but, like, he – he hurts you in a lot of categories and like he's a very specific guy for a very specific build. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. Yeah. If like, you're in a head to head league, uh, he should be drafted. Right. But you know, in, in certain leagues, like he's not for your team and some people are going to be like, Oh, well, he's good. And I'm like, well, he's, he's good, but he doesn't really help you. He's good. Um, in a way. Right. Uh, Marcus smart, another bad field goal percentage guy. guy he's good like, in a way, right? He's, right. He's good, good in assists, a way. Good steals, decent Great. points, decent threes. I will probably own Marcus Smart on a couple teams. I'm not going to lie. Would you rather – I don't think we've talked about the Sacramento King. We have not. But let's say I could promise you – well, hold on. You could promise me that I'll hold on? Okay, I'll hold on. Well, uh, you know. All right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. This is a, a we'll save it for the, the we'll save it for the Sacramento Kings episode. So don't you get tune in, tune in for the Sacramento Kings episode, probably coming soon. I just think I'm gonna own Smart in some leagues because he's gonna go around pick. He's gonna go around ninety, which is where his value is. Don't One and a half steals is a lot of steals. That's it though. Like I, and the half a block from a guard, that you, someone you can slot in as like a point guard. Like I'm just gonna want those defensive stats and assists at some point. And he's going to yeah. be going late in the draft, and I'm going to be like, ah, oh, man, I just need some assists and some steals, so I'm just going to go for him. As as a Rota player, for the most part, I probably won't have Smart uh, on hardly any team. Uh, but here's the thing. He is value – like, he has some value in particular spot starts within a Roto scenario. Even though the percentage is bad, he's only taken about 10 shots a game – so it doesn't kill you. And I think, you know, you can have him on a bench in a Roto League and feel okay about it. For sure. Uh, Schroeder, 
I think he's going to be asked to score some when they're sitting Brown and Tatum. Like he's going to be good. Yeah, I think scoring's but, up assists is going to be decent. The steals a uh, steal a game also should be probably rostered in, in, in leagues. He should be drafted. Yeah. Probably finishes in the top 100. He barely made the yeah. top 100 this year. Probably going to make it again though. He's just good. And he's often overlooked. Like, it wasn't so much last year, but two years ago, if you remember, like everyone kept saying he's never going to play on the Thunder. And I'm like, Dennis George is good, man. Like he's just a good basketball player. So he's going to get minutes and he played well. So I expect him to do the same in Boston. Um, then the last guy you're probably even going to look at on this team would be Josh Richardson. And he was bad last year for the Mavericks and the Celtics gave him a contract extension. You can say that they're, they're clearly, they clearly want him on the team. Um, He's fine. He finished 140th in per game last year. Like he's probably a streamer. And honestly, if you use your last pick on him, like it could turn into not being the worst last pick I've ever seen. Yeah. If he suddenly they're like, you know what? We, we got to get somebody to start. He can play and he finds his mojo. He finds his way back. Maybe having that like Luca dominant ball handling uh, type of offense wasn't his thing. He's in a different offense, different uh, it's a vibe. Uh, maybe he plays better in this system. And then he's not 140. He's more like 100. And that's a nice pickup with it, with your last pick. I don't think it's the worst pick. Um, I'd actually, I think you could still keep an eye, maybe even late, late. If you're in a deeper league, for sure. Enos Cantor. Tw- 22 minutes a game is on the table. If he's going to play 22 minutes a game, that's probably 10 points, 10 rebounds. Yeah, I mean, he finished 96 last year in 24 minutes. Yeah. I always forget Enos Cantor's on this team, to be honest with you. Yeah, he just kind of showed up there one day. I, I don't well, know. And- I, I'm not sure they even signed him. I think he just showed up. <laughs> how how crazy is it to play Enos Cantor and Al Horford or Enos Cantor and Robert Williams together? Like, That's kind of fun. It's going to be like- weird, man. It's going to be like- weird. I kind of like all that whole that threesome of dudes, the Al Horford – uh, Williams and Cantor, I kind of like being able to rotate those guys all day. Like that's like, however you want to do it. If you want defense, you want offense, like however you want to play it, you can do it. And I, I don't know. I, I kind of like that setup. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I think I'm, I'm just you. jealous that the Celtics have a full team and the Bulls don't. Uh, well, and you know, I've been on ES Cantor for a long time. Just, I, I'm hoping that he gets some minutes here and gets enough minutes to, to kind of be fantasy relevant. Um, not a tremendous amount of upside, but if it's your absolute last pick or you're streaming in, like he's great. Yep. Especially would... on nights where you know Al Horford's sitting out. Like then he's definitely playing 20, 25 minutes and he's gonna get you eleven or an eleven. Absolutely. I would I would have him on my bench even. I would have him on my bench for the first week or two just see how what that rotation's like. Take him with your last pick. I think it's perfectly fine. The guy who can fit anybody who can finish in the top one hundred with your last pick is a great guy to pick up. I'm with you there. I think that's it for Boston. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler P. Watts. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes. If you want to support the show, please rate, review us, or go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. Uh, help support the show. Subscribe. Get access to uh, a couple of our um, Patreon-exclusive pieces of content, including our uh, ultra-famous, everybody's heard about it, sleeper episode or there's even a tier on patreon.com slash watch the boxes where tyler or i will complete your online draft for you go check it out 
or if you want to see me do some live mock drafts, go to twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. You can support the show over there as well by subscribing to twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. I'm Mike Katrin. The other guy is Tyler P. Watts, the smart guy on the on the program who knows the names of all the players. It's Tyler P. Watts. Follow him. Leave us feedback. We will see you soon. Thanks for joining us.